Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the ISI Life podcast. I am super excited to bring you this conversation today with Steve Scott. Steve Scott is the Senior Vice President of Sales and Business Development at The Lee Company, which is out of Nashville. He is an innovative leader, and he's one of the guys that helped us launch our Nashville chapter. And we're going to talk today about faculty, one of the one of our five Fs. Uh, the five Fs, if you're not familiar, are faith, family, faculty, finance, and fitness. And really his talk is on faculty, but it's really also about life leadership. Steve's just one of those guys that is really why ISI started. He's, he's a guy who has an amazing wisdom and he has a heart to share and coach others and help others. And he's just one of those guys that you just want to spend time with and, and learn and soak up all his wisdom. And that's you know, precisely what we do in this conversation. So I hope you all enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. And just some other notes on things coming up. Uh, we have a our men's retreat coming up at the end of July, July 30th and 31st. It will be very powerful. I'm excited about what we're doing and what we have planned. So if you can make it, uh, you can check out all the information on our website and our RSVP there. There's still, I think, a few slots available. And then another exciting thing we have coming up is our first ever couples retreat, which will be October 22nd and 23rd. And we have amazing speakers, amazing wisdom. I mean, this is going to be one of our one of our best and unique events that we've ever done. So a lot of our events have been men or women. This is the first time we're bringing people together uh, to do a retreat together with um, you know husband and wife. And then the last two things uh, to remind you of are we're still doing the Stay Sharp Saturdays, which is a free. Um, mini you know isi retreat on saturday mornings the first saturday of each month from 7 30 to 8 30 a.m eastern standard time so we just rotate through the five f's each month and um, they're always really good it's a great way to start the weekend early enough to to get you know get it in and connect with some guys and then you know still have the rest of the day and the whole weekend to yourself and last but not least is the just wanted to share with everybody the isilife.com is the website that's the best place to go for past podcasts um, some awesome free downloads and tools to help you stay sharp, as well as have all the information on upcoming retreats for both men and women and now couples. And then there's also some weekly devotionals if you're looking for something there, as well as all the different ways to connect with us on social media. So without further ado, enjoy the episode with Steve. Well, Steve, it is great to be with you. I'm excited. We, we finally connected after uh, you got a chance to speak at the Nashville Treat. So thanks for making time to connect on the podcast today. You're, yeah, you're welcome. Thrilled to be with you. Yeah, I'm excited to, to dive into this conversation. You have you know, so, much, so much wisdom and uh, so much to share with you know, anyone listening to the podcast. And you know, before we jump into some of the teaching and lessons and, and things that we could all learn, um, let's just give us a, you know, a little bit of a background on, on who you are, where you came from, and kind of what you're up to now. Yeah, sure. Happy to. Um, I grew up in Michigan um, in the, uh, around the Detroit, Ann Arbor area. I came to college in Cleveland, Tennessee, to um, Tomlinson College and Lee University. Um, have stayed in the Tennessee and Kentucky area ever since. So I've been down here since I moved away um, to college at 18. Um, a great childhood and a little kind of wonder years subdivision, you know, with your, you had your little block with your friends and buddies <laughs> played your pickup basketball and football games and um, it was great. I have three sisters um, and yeah, just had a great childhood and upbringing. I um, was raised in church and um, had a lot of good church friends growing up. There still have been lifelong friends. Um, I am married to my wife, Heather, 
and I have two boys. I have a, um, a son that lives here in um, the Nashville area and one that lives in New York City. And hmm. then I have a stepdaughter that lives here um, about 10 minutes away from us as well. So we've got all of the family close by. My parents live about 10 minutes away and all my sisters have migrated yeah. south too. So we've all, we've all moved south. That's um, awesome. That's a, that's a rich life right there, having all those you know people around like that. Yeah, so so grateful. I try to never take it for granted. Um, career-wise, I, I've pretty much always been in a sales role of some sort. I um, was in the transportation industry for about 10 years and then switched to um, the mechanical. I'm, I'm with the mechanical um, contracting facility um, solutions company that has uh, mechanical, plumbing, electrical. Um, we do new construction and service and facility management, those kind of things. So I've been with that company for 24 years now. And um, I um, wow. lead lead the company um, as part of our executive team. And it's about 1,500 employees. And um, yeah, we're, we're primarily in the Southeast. And that brings me to where I'm at today. Yeah, that's awesome. That is really cool. And um, how did you how did you get involved with ISI? What was the connection to to ISI? I had been involved with um, Fellowship of Christian Athletes for many years, and um, several years ago, I um, had the opportunity to be part of the board. And then um, Al Sheerbaum came to Nashville mm-hmm. to become the director of the. Um, of FCA for Greater Nashville when I was uh, on the board and became um, his board chair and worked very closely with Al during the FCA years. And then when he left FCA and and um, he started sharing with me about ISI and the ministry and, um, <clears throat> you know, it's a perfect connection with him. And yeah, um, I felt like knowing him so well. And so I just... Um, you know, wanted to be part of it however I could. That's awesome. Yeah. And it makes sense. I mean, having such a strong, you know, background in your, with your business and I'm sure weaving in your faith into your life and your work, um, right. you know, like we're, like we're doing with ISI, it seemed, I'm guessing it was a very natural, natural fit for you to, you know, to get involved and help and come speak at one of the retreats. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, you know, a bunch of awesome young guys, you know, wanting to grow in their, mm-hmm. you know, personal life and, and, um, careers and of course in their spiritual life. Yeah. And that's really what it's all about. And that we've been so fortunate to, to have people like you who've, you know, who have that real world experience and are, you know, have that wisdom and be able to, you know, to pour back into the guys who were er- earlier on that, on that curve and wanting those same things and trying to figure out how to, how to incorporate faith at the, the center of all the things they do in their life, their leadership, uh, and their work and, you know, be the best that they, that they can be. So, um, that's right. awesome that, that you guys cross paths and, you know, I appreciate you, you know, giving us some time today, but also speaking at the retreats and, and I'm sure you've made some good relationships, um, that have come from the retreat itself. Yeah, definitely. That's been a pleasure. Yeah. Well, let's, you know, let's dive in. I think, you know, going back on, you know, your, your talk, you know, you, you touched on, uh, some, some great nuggets, uh, you know, really like you could relate them to life. You could relate them to leadership. Um, you could apply them to business or the, you know, the faculty F that we have. Um, so, you know, maybe just, 
talk us through the first thing you, you know, you kind of talked about was you had four things, courage, self-discipline, having a coachable spirit and, and passion. Um, you know, I think you started with courage. So let's talk about yeah. courage. What is, yeah. wh- why did you start there? Well, um, <clears throat> yeah, I'd be happy to talk about that. I wanted to say one, one quick thing that I made a mental note to say regarding the ISI retreats and my experience. Um, you know, I was really pleasantly surprised, I guess, you know, um, I knew that it was um, a lot of young men, some with families, busy careers, busy life, with kids and different things mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. And they're setting aside 24 hours of a weekend and, you know, driving out there, I was wondering, you know, how, um, how engaged or how committed, you know, is it just a pause or trying to, they're trying to fit something else into their schedule to do this thing or, you know, are they really, um, you know, wanted to be there? And I was just, you know, immediately amazed at um, the people who are part of this, um, who are attending the retreat and their really true desire to grow and, and yeah. um, just to be a sponge and learn, you know, from different people to your point, um, you know, guys with a lot of wisdom and a lot of um, knowledge in different areas that, you know, I wish I could have been exposed to at that age. And then um, I led worship at one of the retreats. So it was early Sunday morning and guys had been, cool. there, been there and up late, late talking on Saturday night. And the same thing, I was kind of wondering, you know, is this going to be a bunch of guys kind of listening to me <laughs> sing some couple of worship songs? And uh, <laughs> the very first, the very first note, you know, I was, I was just, my heart was just warm up of all the voices coming back. It's just like, these guys are here to, you know, for the right reasons. And this is a great thing. And they're just, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to soak in every hour of this 24 hour period. And I was just, you know, really amazed and really, um, you know, lifted my own spirits to see a group of guys and, you know, really so intentional about the reason that they were there. So, yeah, I love that. that. That was a great experience. And really what I share with people when I talk about ISI. Oh, that's cool. I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause I mean, that is, that is essentially the, one of the main core things of ISI is the retreat aspect. It's especially, you know, when you're in that busy, I don't even like that word, but you're in just that season of life where it's very full and there's a lot of demands yeah. and a lot of responsibilities that you have, you know, to take 24 hours intentionally to, you know, to step back, to reflect, you know, we say it's to reflect, <clears throat> Right. It's to, you know, to recharge and, uh, you know, connect with other, other people, you know, both the yeah. peers and all the people to learn from how important that is to just kind yeah. of zoom out, zoom out for that 24 hour period. And that's like the right. corner cornerstone of what, what we're doing. And so I'm glad yeah. that you felt that and you felt encouraged by, you know, that the guys were really there and, and not just, you know, checking the box. Yeah. I just, <clears throat> the whole, um, style of a retreat like that and what you guys have done with that just it it kind of um welcomes vulnerability in a way for for the people who are there because it's just you're with you know a handful of guys that are just like you and doesn't really Mm -hmm. matter what anybody next to you thinks it's i'm here to grow and to worship and i'm gonna i'm gonna leave here a little bit different than i came and i just think it's you know wonderful Um, but yeah, we, we, um, talked about a few things that, um, you know, from a personal growth standpoint, um, you know, can 
I feel like that I've tried to apply to my life over the years and, and help people um, in the areas of, you know, leadership growth or personal growth or just uh, career growth and understanding really, you know, how to be our best. Um, as you mentioned, the first, the first thing that we talked about was courage. And, you know, I always relate courage to leadership uh, because mm-hmm. I don't think that you can be a great leader if you don't have an element of courage. I think a lot of times a lot of leadership stuff is kind of likened to a lion for a good reason, um, because, you know, there's a lot of courage there. Um, I love um, a quote from Billy Graham that says, when a man, when a brave man takes a stand, the spines of others are stiffened. Hmm. And, you know, that's, that um, quote is just, you know, it's relevant in our world today. Um, You know, in all the things that are going on in our world or our country, the need for um, a brave man that knows what he stands for to stand. And then the um, that courage is so um, contagious to other people. Yeah. I think about when, um, you know, my boys were small, um, you know, if they heard a loud noise, if we're out somewhere, they just heard a loud noise, you know, their eyes immediately went to dad. (laughs) <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> if, if dad was okay they were okay you know if dad was wide-eyed freaking out running the other direction they were you know right there behind me so um you know i just think that's so relevant in um you know anything but specifically leadership in the, in the workplace there were a few points to that that we talked about we talked about how courage begins you know on the inside it's a battle that you know that we in those opportunities of making a stand, it's that little voice that tries to you know, talk you out of doing or saying really what needs to be done or said, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think there's this little, um, you know, learning to overcome that little voice that says, no, nah, nobody really wants to hear that or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it's trying to talk you out of from making that stand. Um, I think it's a lot about making things right. You know, when you talk about courage, not just, not just doing what you need to do to smooth things over, but to, you know, walk away from a situation knowing that, you know, that, you know, that, okay, I've done and said the right thing that needed to be said. And, um, you know, you don't allow that little voice inside to say, you know, I think it's good enough. Let's just move along. So um, I think that's applicable and day to day when you, you know, you think about the workplace and um, opportunities to do things right or to lead well, Mm-hmm. Uh, or to or to tell people or talk to people about something that you know they're not going to want to hear. Um, I think that being you know courageous inspires a, a greater level of commitment from your followers or you know people that you're responsible to lead. Uh, everybody wants to follow a courageous leader in the battle. Um, Absolutely. So, I, yeah. I agree. I, I get a visual. I mean, I, when you're talking about this, I think of that, you know, that classic scene from like Braveheart when Mel Gibson, yeah. you know, is on the horse and he's like, just, you know, to the Billy Graham quote, he's, he's making everybody's spine, you know, stiff exactly. up, just man up, you know, just like ready, let's go, you know, and exactly. I, yeah. I, uh, I think that's the visual I get. It's like, but I think, I think in, in a lot of us, we want that, you know, we want to be that courageous leader. Um, 
you know, what do you, you've obviously had a lot of success growing, you know, your career and your business. Why do you think that, you know, what, how do we grow that muscle and, and maybe what holds us back from being as courageous as we want to be or could be? Um, I, I think intentionality is just critical of just, you know, one, knowing that w- without an element of healthy courage in, mm. in who I am, um, is going to limit me, you know, and the things, um, that I want to do or the places I want to go, not, you know, not just all in, um, you know, let's say moving up a ladder in a career, but just being, being the kind of man that people want you at a different level because, um, you know, you are courageous. So I think just, I think overcoming, like I said, the little voices that try to, to, you know, tell you that, no, nobody really wants to hear that to just, I mean, there'll be times that you think, well, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but if you don't practice like anything else, mm-hmm. you know, you just don't grow. Um, I, you know, say often that hope is not a strategy, you know, and if you want to become more <laughs> courageous in your leadership and, and that would be with your, you know, your children and siblings and friends and whoever you want to put in that category. I think you just have to start being that, person and, and demonstrating a level of, of courage, you know, and I think, um, fear holds fear is probably the element that, um, keeps people from really truly being, I think what God has um, intended them to be in turn, you know, where leadership is concerned because it doesn't allow you to have that element of courage. I've, there's a couple of verses that, you know, that go so well with this, um, Second Timothy one and seven says that God's not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us a spirit of power. So, you know, tapping into that, I think is, is part of that intentionality yeah. and just, um, and then always the, the reality of understanding that, you know, Satan has a job in this, in this world and that's to steal and kill and destroy um, any part of us that he can. So you're always kind of battling um, him, you know, so um, I love Psalms 31, 24, be strong and courageous. Um, have all of you put your hope in the Lord. So, um, it's, I think that's just saying, you know, Hey, if your hope is in the Lord, be courageous, you know, yeah. just, just be courageous and take those steps. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know any other secret sauce <laughs> to that. Oh, I love it. And that's, that's, that's good. I think you, you know, we, we all feel it when we're at that kind of inflection point where you know you want to be courageous but maybe like you have those voices you know speaking to you to say you're not ready you're not capable or you know that's not you yeah. you know when, when you yeah. in, in turn you know that it is and you know you're capable right. of whatever that thing is you know that you're up against so i love having right. you know the power of a couple of verses that come to mind or you know uh, a quote like hope is not a strategy you know i just love some of that intentional things that you gave those are practical things to revisit to to give you the the power to overcome that fear that's um right that's awesome i mean yeah <laughs> you're, you're making me i can see why you're just like a such a great leader. You're making me want to just like run through a wall right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. It's that, um, Bo Schembechler coming out, I guess. Yeah. That's awesome. That's for all your, um, Ohio State fans. <laughs> yeah. 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 We got, I'm sure we have a few of them on the call. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, and then it comes to like your next point really was, you know, after you get past, okay, courage, then it comes to doing the things you need to do, which you talked about self-discipline. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah, and we talked a little bit about self-discipline, you know, with a variety of guests, but from you, you know, talk about how you view it and, uh, maybe why it's important, um, and how, you know, how it manifests within your world and just any advice you have on self-discipline. Sure. Um, you know, obviously what I've tried to do in my life is <clears throat> for my own sake, because I'm not that smart, just try to, you know, figure out, okay, you know, how does this, how does this all need to go? What do I need to be better at? What do I need to do and, mm-hmm. and try to dumb it down for myself and make it easy and, you know, that I can be intentional about it. But, um, so I always, you know, there are always quotes that, you know, I'm like, ah, I need that quote in my life. And, um, one along the lines of self-discipline is, um, from a guy named John Foster. The quote was a man without a decision of character can never be said to belong to himself. He belongs to whatever can make captive of him. And so, you know, to me that, you know, a, a quote like that is like, wow, that resonates with me because um, <laughs> whatever, whatever is going to own me is going to own me, you know, and what do I want that to be, you know, and having the intentionality and self-discipline to, um, you know, make sure that it's the right things um, that I want to have captive of me is um, part of that self-discipline and part of what I think, you know, pushes me in a lot of areas that there are so many areas that could be so much better. And, yeah. you know, I'll get finished here and look myself in the mirror and, and think of a few, I'm sure. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, when we're left to our own devices and left to make decisions on based on just what feels good or what feels right, then I know that, you know, we would be in the control of a lot of bad and unhealthy stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, there were, a, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say on that point, I think it's a good one to say for you. I, I agree. I mean, it's just, you know, we're all, it's easy to get distracted. It's easy to get off course or get into whatever. How have you found, you know, what is, what it is you're being intentional about what it is you're focusing on to keep it simple for you? Um, well, I, you know, I do and have tried to be intentional about setting aside times wherever that is, if it's a long drive somewhere and windshield time, you know, not having Mm -hmm. music or talk radio on and just, you know, thinking about, you know, priorities in life and what they should be and where am I and, and, um, you know, trying to set those in that, you know, priorities that align with, um, who I want to be in life and who I feel like that God expects me to be and wants me to be. I know that he is my help. So I, you know, I just try to set those, um, whatever those priorities, but you can, you know, you can break them all the way down to, um, characteristics of a role that you're in that in your career or a role that you want to be in and being a student of what, um, what it's going to, what's going to be required of, of some of those roles or some of those opportunities in life. And just, um, you know, making it part of what you're intentional about, part of what you read, part of what you talk about, um, part of who you seek out when you want to have a lunch and maybe have some mentorship from someone that's been there, mm-hmm. those kind of things. So I think developing, you know, priorities is probably number one. And then, um, you know, number two, you know, for me is, and it took me a long time to add the number two, which is um, challenge all of my excuses. 
you know, and all of the reasons why I can't do something or wouldn't be able to do something. Mm. Um, I know that, um, y- you know, growing up um, with faith, with the faith being a big part of my life, you know, knowing what's, you know, feeling pretty, pretty confident about what's right and what's wrong. Um, I've always, you know, the, at an early age when I read in Romans um, seven about Paul's struggles, I was like, wow, this is me. This, you know, where he's saying, you know, why, why do I, why, why do I do all the things that I know I shouldn't do? And why don't I do the things that I know that I should do? You know, like that's that struggle. I'm like, man, that is, I could relate to that. So, you know, just, I think, you know, there's a level of intentionality that has to be in there. And then um, sometimes, you know, I think some people, you know, will, will set some rewards for themselves if they meet a certain goal in, in life or anything like that. And I think, you know, removing those until the job's done is good. And then I think one good thing is, um, you know, if you can just do what you need to do to stay focused on the results that you're after when it comes to self-discipline, whether that, you know, whatever that is to you for, I know in my house for, um, my wife knows I'm visual person. And so, mm-hmm. um, we've got notes everywhere, <laughs> for instance, mm-hmm. um, you know, I like wheat thin crackers, but they're not the best thing for me. So, and like, you know, I open the cupboard and, and she's got them in a little container to keep them fresh. But on the outside of it, there's a sticky note that says, you know, why are you eating this and how many are you going to eat, you know? So, um, or, you know, a, um, a, a, um, little note on our bathroom mirror that says, um, you know, nothing tastes as good as thin feels, you know, I think that's on the refrigerator actually, (laughs) but you know, just, um, I think that's a good example of just, you know, if you've got goals and you know, you've got, you can't just, it's back to that whole hope is not a strategy. You know, if you're going to have goals in life, whatever they might be, you've got to, you have to have an element of self-discipline. Absolutely. I love that. Those are some, thanks for, yeah, those are really good, like real life examples. Um, this is perfect. And uh, going on to, um, you know, just pulling from your talk that you gave at the Nashville retreat, you know, you talked yeah. about, uh, you know, courage and then self-discipline and then and then having a coachable spirit. Um, you know, why did you go there? Um, <clears throat> well, I, th- I think that a coachable heart is obviously probably the, you know, most vital part of continuing to grow throughout our life. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Coach John Wooden said, it's what you learn after you know it all that counts. I remember reading that originally. I'm like, what is, I don't get that. And what does it mean? But you know, when in our mind, when we think that we, that we have learned everything there is to learn, um, what you learn after that really is what begins to make you great, you know, from mm. in terms of leadership or your ability to, to, um, you know, do anything, be a great dad, be a great husband, great son, a great leader, you know, a great follower, you know, all of those kind of things. So, um, and he was, you know, I, he had it together in a lot of ways. So, you know, it's another um, yeah. um, quote that stuck with me. I think that um, everybody has a lid, you know, you've got, this is where we're at today. And if you don't continue to push that lid up in terms of growth, 
Um, and again, it could be in an area of your career or it could be in your spiritual walk. It could be in your um, trying to be a better husband, a better father, any of those areas. Um, you know, when you don't continue to push that lid up, then mm-hmm. I think that you begin um, getting passed by by people who are continuing to grow. Yeah. And, you know, you begin to lose some of your influence and whatever. So I think it, I had some notes on that, you know, remember that was, you know, having a coachable and teachable heart and teachable spirit. Um, um, it kind of, de- you know, your growth um, determines who you are. It determines who you attract, um, determines your success, you know, in all levels of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I just think, you know, humility is a big part of that, of, of being coachable because, you know, you're admitting that there are things that you don't know, but just, you know, having just a, a coachable spirit to me is, is, um, are the people in, in my career that I have brought up through our organization. And they've been the ones who really were hungry to learn and knew how to learn. They knew that, um, you know, that they should probably listen twice as twice as much as they talk, you know, those kind of things where it's like, you know, you just, um, you have some humility of a coachable spirit. I used to coach baseball too. And, you know, I, I, there, there were times that I chose a coachable heart over the immediate talent because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's so, um, so much easier and better to work with and, um, you know, such a better contribution to culture. I think when you have, um, you know, people who have a coachable spirit. So, yeah. And I, I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. And I think this is a challenge, uh, for some of us more than others, especially when you, you know, have reached a level of success in your, in your work, your industry or any area really. And you, you know, you want to, you're striving to be the best, but maintaining that level of curiosity and hunger to grow and, and to learn from others and realize that even though you've come a long way and you may be at the top of the game, um, there's still more to go. There's still more to learn. You know, you're, you yeah. haven't arrived and uh, right. It's, right. plateauing is, is a dangerous and not, and not a good feeling, you know, when you're kind of yeah. on cruise control, it's not, not a good, not a good speed to be. No, that's right. That's right. <clears throat> I think that, um, you know, pride kind of goes with that, that you've got to lose the pride mm-hmm. aspect. If you're going to number one, if you're going to, you know, humility has got to be part of being, having a coachable spirit, but the pride thing, you know, um, if you, if you don't lose that aspect of a personality, I guess um, it's difficult for people to want to coach and, and teach you, you know? So I think there's some intentionality there around, especially, you know, us men, you know, that just need to say, you know, I need to, I need to just listen. I need to learn today, you know, and be intentional about, um, you know, demonstrating a coachable spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. That's awesome. I I think it's Dale Carnegie, one of my, you know, favorite books, uh, how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. I think it's in that book he talks about just that, you know, every man is superior to you in some way. And, you know, and you're in a room, even if it's the, right. you know, person, whatever, doing the low level work, there, there's something right. that you can learn from that person. I think just having yeah, that humility that, that, you know, putting pride aside and, uh, is yeah. very powerful. it's kind of That's counterintuitive to, to growth, but I, I love that, that quote. Yeah. It's always, I agree. Yeah. That's a great one. I love that. 
I'm sorry, but I was just going to say that Proverbs 15 also, just from a biblical standpoint, again, if you, you know, trying mm-hmm. to me trying to prove myself, you know, uh, to myself and, yeah. you know, the Bible says it's in the word. So it's like, okay, you know, and that's in Proverbs 15, 32, it says, if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding period. Mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> like I can I can take simple direction like that and say, okay, if I if I want to grow in my understanding, I, I just have to listen to correction and, and learn something from it. Try to fail forward. So, yeah, mm. that's that's good I love stuff. That. Simple, man. Boom, right to the point. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's the that's the kind of stuff I like too. It's really good. No, thanks yeah. for thanks for tying that together. I think that's being a big part of ISI is how do we incorporate you know our faith. Um, into some of these principles and you know when we're we're at that spot how can is there is there a scripture reference or two that you know you can use and you've given i think you've given one for each category that we've talked about so far which is awesome well and so you and you brought it home with you know talking about passion being you know passionate about what we do so um yeah i'd just love to you know hear your take on passion because i mean who doesn't want to who doesn't want to be passionate about what they're doing yeah exactly um I kind of, you know, think about passion is again, over the years, just trying to define, you know, how I can see someone with a level of passion and how I can apply it to what I'm doing right now. And I kind of realize that it's not always trying to become more passionate about what I'm doing, but it's more about finding out what I can be passionate about and what are those things that, you know, again, back to who God made me to be, what God wants of me on this earth, um, you know, where influence and friendships and those kind of things are concerned. So I think passion, you know, it's that like burning desire for something that you, just doesn't go away. It's like your mm-hmm. shadow, you know, it's it's everything you, almost everything you do, you think about, um, you know, whatever that might be. I, I love music and I, I have always, I never remember not loving music, you know, grow up, grew up around yeah. Motown and of course country music. My dad loved and now I'm in Nashville and, you know, I play music. And so, um, you know, there's those things that they kind of, um, are a thread that run through your life. And, um, you know, I, I don't do music for career, but it's something that I'm passionate about. Um, and I know that, um, when it comes to passion, uh, another great quote that I had pulled out was the guy, um, John Schnatter, that was the founder of Papa John's Pizza. And his was simple, just said, you know, concentrate on what you do well and then do it better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think part of um, that concentrating on what you do well is finding, you know, what it is that you do well or what you feel like that you could be really good at because of how you're wired about, you know, your experiences different things that you can, you know, create something that you probably will say, you know, I didn't realize I was passionate about that, but I actually am. And there will be ways that you can incorporate that into just about everything that you do. We shared at the retreat, some interesting um, facts about passion. And I was sharing with them. I remember wondering, you know, what is it that makes it possible for people who seem pretty ordinary to, to achieve great things. And Mm -hmm. uh, I found these, um, these facts. Uh, One was that more than 50% of all CEOs of fortune 500 companies had a C 
or C minus average in college. <laughs> um, and they've got me beat by a couple averages there. <laughs> a couple. <of> <laughs> um, one was uh, nearly 75% of all U.S. presidents were in the bottom half of their school classes. Uh, more than 50% of all millionaire entrepreneurs never finished college. And, um, you know, is all around the fact that they had a passion for something and they, there was a burning desire for something. And so they, um, you know, they chased it and they made it part of everything that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I just, I think it's, you know, you, you kind of have to know what you're, what you're going to stand for and what you're passionate about. And mm-hmm. uh, otherwise I see, it seems like you, you know, kind of can blow whichever way the wind blows sometimes. So, yeah. and I really don't think it has to be a big, you know, a lot of things just, you know, what are those core things in life that, um, you know, what am I trying to do in life and what passions can, that I have, um, can I cultivate um, you know, that will help me be who I want to be and be the person I want to be in life. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's awesome. And have you found a way to, you know, for you, have you synthesized it down to a couple of things or have you found a way to, to use that as a guide for your own decision-making to make sure that you're, you are doing the things that, you know, that you can, that you do well and that you can do better than anybody else? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like, that I have at least if I measure it to, you know, look kind of looking in the mirror, mm-hmm. uh, other people might get tired <laughs> of what I'm passionate about sometimes. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, a couple of things that I, I try to do is, you know, sort of take a temperature on myself and kind of that look in the mirror and, um, you know, make and think about the things that I'm passionate about and, and um, either, what I'm intentionally passionate about or what I seem to be passionate about and, and check that. And is it healthy and is it part of what makes me better and, and, um, and what made me a better person for those people around me. So I think identifying, you know, those things again and um, making them part of your everyday life, trying to just, you know, again, a lot of times I use windshield time for these like reflection times, but you know, yeah. when I know what those passions are. You know, um, I mean, for me, you know, I, I want to be, um, you know, I want to be a great husband and a great father. I want to be good, what God created me to be in terms of a man walking on this earth. Um, in my career, I want to be a great leader. I want to serve people and I want their lives to be different because they, we had an opportunity to work together and, and, um, and everything that I do when I, when I'm looking in the mirror, you know, I always ask does, does this honor God? You know, is, am I doing things that honor God and bring honor to God? Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of if it's trying to get better at my golf game, you know, how do, how, how do I use that to honor God? <clears throat> well, there's mm-hmm. a lot of opportunities to spend a lot of time, you know, hours at a time with people who need encouraged yeah. in life, who need, you know, to know different things about life and, you know, those opportunities. So can I use that? in a way that, um, honors God. Um, and then, you know, I've always loved to be intentional about associating people, associating with people who have passion and it really doesn't matter what their passion is, but, uh, but that mentality and that, um, 
energy of someone telling me that how much they love to cook. I, I hate to cook, you know, <laughs> but I love sitting and listening and seeing those expressions and, and seeing someone's, um, you know, get goosebumps about what they're talking about yeah. and they're passionate about. And yeah. you, you know, you walk away from those kind of um, lunch meetings or interactions, whatever they might be, um, really, you know, thinking, man, I'm glad I set aside yeah. that time. Man, I'm glad I had that lunch. And it, it's nothing to do with their passion. It's everything to do with, you know, how passionate they are. So, the, I, the you know, I think. Yeah, it's the, yeah. the infectious energy you get. You're like, I mean, yeah. care less about if you care less about cooking, but it's more like yeah. it fires you up. And then it fires you right. up to, you know, to do, have that about your own thing. And you need that. You know, right. someone put winds, you know, puts a little yeah. bit of wind in your sails. Which, um, so, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So those two things are just kind of like, you know, I, try, awesome. I would I would try to do it, you know, do the gut check, look in the mirror and try to be intentional about finding people who are passionate and just equating that to what you do. Um, then, yeah, I know in the Bible, um, you know, the um, the word love and passion are used, you know, the, in the same way uh, many times and. In First Corinthians sixteen and fourteen says, "Let all you do be done with love." And in my mind, you know, I always think, "Let all that I do be done with passion," yeah. um, because if it honors God, you know, it's going to be um, done in love. So, again, just you know, good trying to tie good business experience and past failures and all these things so to, you know, a, a word that you know in the in the Bible that can just be like, okay, you know, I, I um. If I can try to, you know, make the be in alignment mm. with these few things in my life, you know, in all areas, <laughs> then you know, maybe I have a pretty good chance of not yeah. messing it up too bad. <laughs> no, I know, and keeping it simple, it's it's awesome. It seems like you have a go to kind of bank of either memorized scriptures or you know ones that you have in on uh, quick recall that you're able to pull to just to kind of keep yeah. yourself cal- calibrated. Yeah. Um, just curious. Do you have them? Are you a memory guy, or do you have them printed, or how do you? What's your, it's funny what's your when reference? You, yeah, when you said memorize, I was going to say, you know, one of my wife's pet peeves is when I misquote scripture. I'm not a great um, memory person, but you know, I just I remember the um, the scriptures. I I keep them, you know, in a lot of stuff that I do and close to me. I have favorite scriptures that. Um, have been just part of, you know, applicable to so many things that I've been through in my life. Um, so, you know, yeah, yes and no, I guess, you know, I yeah. mean, I don't, I, I know that I should, and but I try to, in my own way, have these, have God's word written on my heart yeah. that I can pull, pull from. Like you said, you're a visual guy, so you know having it out yeah. and see it and right. have it on the uh, the wheat thins, you know. So that's right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, I love it. I mean, having these four these four nuggets, you know, courage and self discipline and a coachable spirit and passion are are, are powerful. I mean, I, I think you could you could look at those under the lens of faculty um, or in other areas too. So I think it's um, some awesome nuggets and. I, I appreciate it. And I, you know, I think about anybody that gets a chance to work with you uh, or be your neighbor, just, you know, be around you as, is a, as a gift. So, um, thank you. yeah, think thankful for sharing, you know, all that wisdom yeah. here in a, in a short format podcast like this. So, yeah, absolutely. Happy to well, one of the, uh, you know, we kind of, this, we wrap down and, and, uh, and wrap up the conversation, just some questions I ask everybody. One is about joy, you know, for you, what, what brings you the most joy? 
Um, really any time that I can have with my family, my wife, my parents, my kids, grandkids, yeah. um, vacationing with my wife. I love to, yeah. like I mentioned, play music and play golf. So, you know, playing and golfing with my friends, you know, those things yeah. are just probably my most joyful moments in life. I love it. That's good. And uh, the next question is about, you know, rec book recommendations or reading. Uh, is there anything, uh, you know, that you're reading now or maybe a top top book or two that really has, that you'd recommend to others? Yeah, I've got some great ones. <laughs> um, one of them, you know, I, I, I grew up sort of more in a legalistic, I'll say, um, uh, church upbringing. And, and I never really quite understood or heard much about grace until I was much older and was at the point where I was thinking, you know what, there's this, this um, Christian living is impossible, you know, but based on how I grew up or what I was um, being taught a lot of from a legalistic standpoint, it was, it was a lot about me trying to be something and become something that was, um, that would get me to heaven. And I, and um, when mm -hmm. God started revealing to me, grace, his grace, I ran across this book called grace walk. Um, by Steve McVeigh, and he's a pastor of a church um, somewhere. I don't know where, and it's been a while since I've read this book, but that book, um, I've got to mention it every time we talk about books because, um, yeah. you know, it changed my life, understanding, um, you know, the reality of God's grace. Um, I, love a, I, I love John Maxwell. I like a book called Failing Forward, um, which is, you know, just about, you know, continuing to move forward in life and not continuing to um, make the same mistakes over and over and over. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've been able to apply that in our business from, let's say, a safety standpoint, you know, not not having the same accident, but looking at it, assessing it. What can we do differently so that this accident never happens again? You know, yeah. I do the same. I've tried to do the same with my kids, teach them that, you know what, you're going to mess up. And when you do, you know, we're going to talk about it and we're going to talk about now let's, let's figure out how we fail forward and how we never have this conversation again. Um, I love a book where career is concerned. Um, that's called what got you here won't get you there. It's by an author called Marshall Goldsmith. His name is Marshall Goldsmith. And this book is just, you know, you, when you're growing in your career and you get to a certain place, don't make the mistake that everything that you've done to get to this point is going to get you to that next place in life. You got to, you know, you got to keep, um, you got to keep working to be better. Um, mm. And in life, you know, I can't make the mistake of being a, I was a good dad when my kids were little. So I'm a good dad. You know, I have to, now I have to learn how to be a good dad to my kids who have kids and in a different place in their life. So you know, applying that is, you know, is I think good in work and in life. So those are, those are a few good ones Man. that jump out to me. They're awesome. And I haven't read any of those. Um, I don't think they've even come up in, in the conversations. I mean, I've heard of Maxwell, um, obviously, but yeah. Yeah, some great, great stuff. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's, yeah you're welcome. That's, that, that's one of the, uh, the blessings. And, uh, <laughs> I have come yeah. up with all these, all these books that I want to read, um, and end up going on a, uh, audible, you know, purge here. Yeah. Yeah. I'd well, you it. asked me what I was reading now and I just, um, I just finished a book a couple days ago and the title of the book is getting naked. The oh. author is 
Patrick Lencioni. Yeah. And this, this book is kind of written in a fable and it's about a business that bought another business. And it's all about vulnerability and transparency in business and in relationships. Mm-hmm. So great book, easy read, you know, three day yeah. read. Um, if anybody that is in sales or um, any kind of business development should read that book. Great book. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I love his stuff. Um, it's, yeah. it's done in a way that's, yeah, like you said, easy, easily, uh, yeah. digestible. So very cool. Well, that's awesome. What about, um, you've mentioned a lot of verses, you know, today, is there, is there one, you know, one that's, you know, right now, you know, front and center for you or one that's been with you for a while that you've maybe coined a life verse? Um, it's hard to pick just one. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I, you know, um, Ephesians two and eight says it, it's by God's grace that we've been saved through faith and not from ourselves. It's a mm-hmm. gift from God. So, you know, just part of my testimony a minute ago, you know, that's been important in my life, an important scripture, um, to know that, you know, it's not by some, not, it's not by anything that I am or have done, but it's a gift and mm-hmm. it's by his grace that I'm saved. Philippians 4 and 13, when it comes to courage, has got to be, you know, on the top of, you know, it's on the top of my list that I can, if, you know, God says that I can do all things through Christ, it gives me strength. So, you know, why would I ever not make Christ (laughs) part of what I'm doing? Yeah. Um, So that's been one, Jeremiah 29 and 11, of course, is that, you know, God knows the plans that he has for us and then for good and prosper and not to harm us. So, you know, um, you know, that's good. And then I, I will share this one for sure that I think is an important scripture, um, that I've incorporated, you know, I guess more recently in life than the other ones, but Proverbs nine verses 10 and 11 says, um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and mm-hmm. knowledge of the Holy one is understanding and through wisdom, your days will be many and your years will be and years will be added to your life. So um, the Bible says and, and, you know, the Lord says, if we ask for wisdom, he will give it to us. Mm. So, again, down to my <laughs> simplified way of thinking, um, you know, I kind of just tend to take things like that and say, I'm not going to read anything else into this. You know, I, I, I am going to chase after wisdom in my life and in yeah. my spiritual walk. And, um, God has promised that, um, it'll be with me and years will be added to my life. So anyway, those are, uh, those are a few good ones. Uh, you know, I have almost all these same ones, uh, saved and on my right in front of me right now. And, yeah. uh, so you're, you're speaking my language. Um, yeah, it must be the great. sales and business development, entrepreneurial yeah. mind, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's part, as, as part of it. No, that's awesome. Really good. Thanks for sharing that. Well, Steve, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. Um, I, I feel like, you know, I feel like I've known you for years and I just, I just know it's a gift for, you know, you to share your time with us today and with, uh, you know, the guys that were at the retreat and anybody that gets a chance to kind of check in on this uh, conversation. So just thank you for, thank you for that and who you are and being able to, you know, be humble, even, even though you've, you know, had a high level of success that, you know, you definitely are, uh, are humble and, you know, you definitely are not letting your, putting your pride aside. And I just, I just appreciate your spirit. So thank you for that. Well, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And you're, you're welcome. Thank you. And uh, would you mind 
closing us in a, in a word of prayer? I would not mind at all. Lord, just so thankful for an opportunity to pause uh, wherever we're at and just thank you for your, your goodness and your mercy and your grace. Thank you for your forgiveness and um, thank you that you love us. And, um, you know, I just pray today for anyone who's uh, been part of this and listening to this, that um, you would um, give them little nuggets that they can um, take and apply to their lives and grow. Um, help us all to be courageous men in everything that we do. Help us to honor you in everything that we do. Give us the courage to stand for the things that uh, we know are right and um, help us with our self-discipline and um, give us the strength and thank you for your patience with us and help us to have the energy and the uh, desire to work on our self areas of self-discipline. Um, teach us to have a um, coachable and teachable heart um, like you and to be more like Christ and um, help us to grow in all of our understanding of you and see things through your eyes. And I pray, you know, Lord, that you would just, you know, stoke the fire of passion in our life and, um, you know, allow us to honor you in everything that we do. God, I'm just so thankful uh, for you in my life and um, just pray your blessings on um, everyone that's a part of this podcast today and we thank you and we ask all these things in Jesus name Amen. this is one of my favorite things to be able to do by hosting this podcast I get to connect with awesome guys like Steve and I'm just so thankful to have this wisdom and have the, these conversations firsthand I just wanted to kind of put a bow on this by just talking about a few things that really stout to me from our conversation number one the fact that we touched on these four areas courage self-discipline coachable spirit and having passion and what i loved is how steve had a main concept whether it be a quote or just a an idea and then he backed it up with a piece of scripture he kept it super simple and i just loved how he broke it down and just made it seem very applicable very easy to remember um, so that was my main takeaway so under each of those four I highlighted a few things and I just wanted to share those with you. I'm sure everybody kind of has their own takeaways, but I just wanted to share for me what I what I took away uh, and highlighted as we went along. Number one, for courage. I love the quote, when a brave man takes a stand, the spine of others is stiffened. And I have felt that way when other people have taken a stand. And I'm sure times when I've been bold and courageous, other people's spines have been stiffened. And that was just a, a good reminder to to me to you know to be brave and to have that courage. When he talked about self-discipline, the thing I loved the most was how he talked about just making things super easy. Uh, set yourself up for success. We all know the ways to do it, but we leave ourselves these outs. And so I, I love the idea about just making it easy to succeed when it comes to self-discipline and whatever thing you're trying to improve upon. And another coachable spirit uh, under Proverbs 15, he said, listen to correction. And then Proverbs 32, grow in understanding. So listen to correction and grow in understanding. Um, I just love that. So. Those are the two kind of bookends of having an awesome coachable spirit. And then under passion, the thing that was unique and different to me than anything I've, I've ever heard people talk about when it comes to passion is the surrounding yourselves with other people who have passion and just how powerful that could be, that energy that you receive from being around them and finding people who just, it doesn't have to be the same type of passions you have, just anything that they're passionate about. When you see that energy, you see that in them. 
Uh, so that was awesome to me. So I really enjoyed this conversation. I look forward to spending more time with Steve in the future. And I hope that um, you got a lot out of this. And if, if you can if you want to see more of it or be more, you know, be more in tune with Steve, feel free to reach out or you know, join us at one of our retreats where you can, you know, go a little bit deeper on one of these concepts. So until next time, stay sharp, everybody.